Hello, everybody, and welcome to another joyous episode of Fill in the Mic. I, as always, am Darren Michael, and with me, the man who actually just rushed back because he just helped broker a trade. He was instrumental in uh, in brokering the trade in which the Eagles sent Zach Ertz to the Cardinals for the great Tony Goen and the nineteen the uh, two thousand twenty two fifth round pick, Mister Phil Kalis. Phil, how did you get involved that? in that in that trade, man? I I, I just it just came out of nowhere. I thought Zerks Ertz wasn't going to be traded. Then all of a sudden, I hear that you're involved in this process. What what? How did this come come? You know, how did this even happen? We 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 don't have any uh, affinity to any of our former great players. We just get rid of them. We get them out of here. So, <laughs> as you know, I'm a Joe Douglas and Jets fan, so I really don't care about Zach Ertz or the Philadelphia Eagles. They dropped another one yesterday, actually. Well, and, uh, <laughs> but where we go? Is there anybody happier th- about that trade than Zach Ertz? I mean, you know what? I know he's a Philly, uh, you know, he's loyal to the Eagles, but nice spot to land in. Nice warm locale. Good young quarterback. 5-0 and football team. Could do way worse than where they sent him. They definitely did right by him. They, they took a yeah. – a guy that gave them a lot of years and sent them to a nice place. So yeah, and then how, and if you're the Eagles, I mean, how excited are you about about the cornerback uh, Tony Goen? Oh, very excited about Tony Goen. <laughs> he's going places. That's he's that's, that's about all we know about that. I, <laughs> I know, right? Nice, uh, nice dad joke there. That was uh, that For was sure. really good. So um, before we get into things, I just wanted to to tell you about my my last basketball game we love to hear about basketball i know you love hearing about it but you know what there was i don't know if i mentioned on the previous five podcast but there was that rumor that john barry was had joined a team and was in the league mm-hmm. well so i'm i'm playing in the game and a game of which i went over five from the field and over one from the free throw line so I, I did really well that game um mm-hmm. and we did win 41 to 40 in overtime against a team that's far less superior than we are but that's not important so anyway uh, with like 10 minutes left in the game, guess who walks in? JB. John Barry himself walks in. So, you know, needless to say, I get giddy when I see athletes. So maybe, maybe that's why I didn't play well. I don't know what the real reason was. Maybe that was it. So anyway, I, w- I walked up to him after the game and I said, I said, man, the mighty have fallen. First, you're playing in the NBA. Now you're playing in an over 40 men's basketball league in Alpharetta, Georgia. And he goes, he's like, yeah, you know, this is just more my style right now. I'm like, okay, sure it is. So we're talking for a few minutes and then he looks at my shoes and I've got these, I don't know if I told you, but when it comes to shoes, I'm really, really cheap. I don't know why. I just don't spend a lot on shoes. I refuse to. So I had gotten these Adidas shoes that look like they're literally like the first high top Adidas shoe that was ever made. That's what they look like, right? And he's like, uh, he's like, uh, nice shoes. What are those Adidas tens? I didn't even know what he was talking about. I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. And he goes, he goes, man, my dad wore those shoes when he played. And his dad obviously is hall of famer, Rick Barry. And he obviously played in the seventies. So that was kind of, uh, an insult, but it was, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. And, and he and I, he let me take a picture with him and we chatted up for probably 10 minutes, really nice guy. You know, he had a, he had that 14 year career and then he, He's been on ESPN since 2006. Mm-hmm. So for the last 30 years, he's been involved in the NBA, which is pretty exciting, okay. um, which I thought was was pretty great. Now, I'm never going to play him, unfortunately, but but that's OK. That's OK. Um, but the interesting thing about that story is the next morning I, I get up and I'm just looking through my phone and I see an ad 
and it says Adidas tens have just come back. And I'm like, all right, this is a little freaky to me. You know, here I am talking last night about Adidas tens and I had never heard of Adidas tens in my entire life. And then all of a sudden I see something pop up on my phone for Adidas tens. So is it a conspiracy theory or is my phone listening to me? What's going on here, Phil? Not sure. Not sure. But the moral of that story, really all our audience heard, I'll, I'll speak for the entire audience. All they heard was you played a whole basketball game, didn't score a point, and, and, and the team scored 41. What an ugly performance all around. Let's move on. It, it was bad. But you know what? I think, I think I have a broken bone in my toe. I mean, in my foot. And I think that's the problem. Because whenever I shoot, it goes off to the right. Or I'm sure when you're looking at the screen, it's this way. And so I think that's what the problem is. Yeah, I think so. Too. If you've got a problem, if you're just if you're jealous of the fact that, you know, that I scored zero points, which is more points than you scored in the last basketball game, you let me know. Well, I was just going to I was going to interject that you and I scored the same amount of points in that basketball game. <laughs> I know, right? so, <laughs> it took yeah. me 25 minutes to get there and you didn't even play. So that's yeah. that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So take us back to last week, man. Talk to Big me about. Spot. Take, take me back to fill up your bank account. Let's review that from last week. Dude, the wheels are falling off of you. What, what's going fill on? Up, fill up the bank account definitely has seen better days. So I'll give the silver lining. Let's start with the good and then we'll go to the ugly. All right. The good is if you stick with Phil and you will have filled up your bank account 75% of the time with my lock of the week. I have moved to three and one on my locks of the week which is a very, very, the game I'm most strong about, most yep. convicted about. I'm yep. three and one. Yep. Now I, I did go one, two and one last week, which dropped me to seven, six and one. So I'm just, just hanging above 500 by, you know, the hair on my chinny chin chin. So not the record I want to be at, but I am still over 500 and I am very successful with my lock. So we will uh, we will see what I have in store in a few minutes, but I, got, I feel like I got a couple of goodies. I also have a couple of games I'm worried about. I do better though the more I'm worried about my picks, so I'm, it, I think that might be a good good omen for the week. It seems to be. I think I think when when it seems like the games are tougher, you tend to be on your game. Yeah, and when, when, when you, I when thought it, I had a bunch yeah. of wins last week, I got slaughtered. So. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? And you you didn't make bad picks at all, you know. And I mean, I I liked your Giants plus seven against Dallas, but who would have thought their entire team would be injured? They'd have to bring up guys from across the street at the high school, you know? Yeah, I mean, do do I like the Giants plus seven without seven of their nine starting caliber <laughs> weapons? No, <laughs> so I'd like to have that one back. And Daniel Jones almost fell down on the on the field in the second quarter from his concussion. I don't know if anybody saw that, but he he went to stand up and almost literally went down. I'm like, well, plus seven out the window. See you later. Like, there goes that. Bring so, in Mike Lennon. Anyway, it was it was a good week. It was a good week. So let's 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 get into our five questions, uh, five NFL questions for the week. And number one, Green Bay and Cincinnati, crazy crazy game. Combined in the last eight minutes of the game, they missed five field goal field goal attempts. Um, which I thought was was crazy. But a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about is towards the end of the game, Green Bay is driving and it's third and 15 and there's like 10 seconds left and they elect to kick a field goal and they miss it. Is that the right move or is that not the right move? I mean, it's third and 15. You got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, are you really kicking the field goal on third yeah. down? I mean... I don't, I can't speak to the Bengals kicker who missed a bunch, and I, but, but Green Bay does have a legendary kicker. I mean, Mason Crosby's been 
probably made a thousand, you know, 150 game winning field goals. I feel like in his career, I mean, so they just, they got a little conservative definitely. And they relied on a kicker that they have the utmost confidence in, but it was a, it was a wacky end of that game. I actually caught that ending of the game and I saw most of those missed field goals and that was a wacky scene, but, but it did even in overtime, it felt like once green Bay got past like the 35, they were just settling for a field goal despite all the misses. Yeah. yeah. They were just like, all right, let's run Mason back out. I couldn't believe that they didn't take shots deep. They didn't try to end the game with a win. Like with, yeah. you know, with, with a touchdown. They didn't, they were, and, they were, and you, content know, playing, and you, playing you know, well, actually, you know, what was interesting that that kick, it wasn't with 10 seconds left in the game. It was third and 15. I think it was in overtime. Might've been, might've been. I think that's what it was. And that's what annoyed me because, because you know how the rule is, you know, the first team that's, if, if you score a touchdown, the game's over. Game's over, yeah. So to me, why are you playing for a field goal? Why aren't you going for the touchdown on third and 15? I, I still well, don't understand that. Well, hold on. So the downside to do this podcast on a Friday, which is when we're doing it, is that a whole week has passed and I've worked and my brain is fried. So I, I'm not like right on top of thinking about the game. But now that I'm remembering, it just hit me. Uh, Burrow threw a pick in overtime so the Packers were lined up to win the game they didn't need, the field goal did win the game because he threw a pick so their possession ended so the Packers were yeah, but controlling. It, was, it was before it was before that yes on that in that case yes he did yeah. and they were able to win the game on a field goal that's different I'm talking about yeah. when when you need a touchdown to win the game yeah, right there. well and when your kicker is struggling to begin with and you don't yeah you don't hold you you're now giving up your um control of winning the game if you settle yeah. for a field goal you can get beat on a touchdown yeah, yeah like I, it's only it's only third down you still have another down and then something else that i thought was interesting i don't know if you saw this but the bengals went to kick it to win the game and it was like a 50 some yard field goal and the ball went up and it kind of went almost over the goal post almost and it hit the flag right i saw that you it's, saw that it hit and, it heading the wrong way yeah right? and they're yeah. all and and like they're all celebrating and he missed it. It was, it was yeah. literally like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And he didn't miss it by much. No, the kicker was... jumped into the, the center's arms. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. So you don't see that often where the kicker thought he made a field goal. He didn't make, and it was close, but it, but it, but it was clearly wide left. Yeah. Oh, it definitely was hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah. I thought that was, that was interesting. Um, question number two, Davis Mills. I know we made fun of this guy because his first game was, I mean, one for the ages. It was literally one of the worst games ever. But what does he do against the Patriots? He goes 21 for 29, 312 yards, three touchdowns and zero interceptions. I mean, what the hell? What the hell? Did he, did he just get lucky? Or is this guy actually a serviceable NFL player? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this guy? I don't know. You think if he keeps playing like that in the huddle, they're going to call him the general? General Mills? <laughs> I don't Any know. Shot? I had to do that joke. I don't know. Um, I don't know. They could. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I can't put much J- Davis Mills. Like uh, he doesn't excite me. Can I get to Sean Watson and the pedophilia and whatever else he did wrong back in there? Uh, I just, his masseuse problems. I can't watch Davis Mills play football. Uh, you know, it's, it's, he doesn't really have that NFL name. Hello. I'm Davis Mills. The third, you know, he's more of like a Southern that's a golf name, wealthy. That's a golf name. That's Davis hear- love. No, nah, it's close. It's close. Well, it's like, well, I think of Davis love Davis Mills. I guess it works. I guess he's it garbage. Works. He's garbage. Right. The Texans are garbage. Let's move on. 
Okay, I appreciate your candor. Question number three, uh, and this I thought was the wildest game of the week. The Chargers beat the Browns 47 to 42. Mm. Explain to me this. Combined, they scored 41 points in the fourth quarter. What the hell is going on there? Mm, That's what I want to know. I mean, it, 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 of scoring. I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, I think the Chargers scored 25 points alone in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's crazy. Listen, it, Justin, Justin, I'll make him French. Justin Herbert, Herbert, Her- Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. I don't, I don't know. He'd be a good goalie, Justin Herbert. Um, <laughs> he, listen, Herbert's been, he's been the man. Um, he is now ascended to, yeah. to. Yeah just underneath the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, he had an incredible rookie season. He's backed it up with a great start to his sophomore year when a lot of guys tend to struggle. Um, you know, the, the sophomore slump, he hasn't had it. And the Chargers are humming along. If they played any defense, they'd be dangerous. Um, obviously, they don't. And I think it's very impressive to beat Cleveland because we know Cleveland's got some edge rushers. they got some talent. Um, I think the world of the Chargers right now, they're playing great. And he's, what, what, he's leading the charge. What does that tell you about either of those teams as far as as far as defense wise? Because we've already seen this year with Kansas City having a lot of trouble because they don't have a defense. So, I mean, are, are these two teams which are clearly supposed to make the playoffs and and are obviously really good teams? Are these teams going to run into the same issue because their defense isn't what it's what it should be? Yeah, I mean, these defenses are, you know, I, I don't like to put too, too much stock in any one game. You can look at an NFL season and there's some ebbs and flows and surprises yeah. along the way. Yeah. I think I think Cleveland and the Chargers both have top six, top seven offenses in football. So on any given week, if the defense struggles against, I mean, Herbert can make things happen with his feet, with his arm. The Browns have a ton of talent there on offense. So I, I don't want to overstate it. I do think they both have opportunistic defenses and I think that, that game got crazy, but I think you're going to see both of those defenses give up some some points because they play aggressively and they know they have a good offenses behind them. Yeah, and yeah. so it's going to burn them on occasion and they got they happen to get into a slugfest and it happened to be that way. Um, but, but I think there are two teams that have a chance to, to do some damage. And if the Chiefs have come back to the pack like we've seen, it's, it's a little bit more wide open. I mean, yeah. I know you, you disagree with Buffalo, but it's a little bit more wide open. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. Question number four, Antonio Brown, fastest man ever to 900 catches, did it in his 143rd game. Two questions for you. How much do you think he has left in the tank at age 33? And is he already a Hall of Famer? I thought you were going to ask me how much do I think he has left in the bank because I think he squandered a lot of his money. <laughs> uh, AB, listen, it, he's totally rejuvenated playing with Tom, getting the ball in Tampa. Um He's one of those guys that I think has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, or he should be a Hall of Famer because he's had a lot of great years. If he can just have like two more really good years, like top years, which he now has a chance this year is looking like it. Um, I, I think he is a Hall of Famer. I think he's yeah. going to, I think he's, he is. he's got, he's got at least two rings. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's got a third, but he's got at least two. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. And then question number five, and this is kind of the biggest question of the week, and that is uh, John Gruden emails from 10 years ago and, and, and his subsequent resignation. Two parts of this question. One, 
Um, how do you feel about the whole email thing getting you fired 10 years later? And then the second part of my question is, is Urban Meyer next? <laughs> because, a- because he's got he's got kind of a big mouth and he's kind of shady, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, so what, what are your takes on those two topics? Um, well, I mean, listen, I think, um, I think Gruden had to go because of the distraction that they would have made it. So he would have never been able to have a normal press conference again. That's true. He would have, That's true. You know, I just think it was going to be an absolute nightmare. Um, I think the NFL is really just kind of using him as a scapegoat to cover for a whole bunch of stuff that was going on. And they're trying to like feed, throw one to the wolves to, to, to get everybody's attention off of it. But I think there's going to be a lot more that comes out there and they're just hoping it goes away now with Gruden getting axed. Yep. Um, do I, do I think on the surface, anybody should be held to, you know, 10 years ago comments were like that we're a society that wants to get everybody and you make a mistake, you say something, maybe out of context, you don't know the context behind it. You know, when, when a private email is going out, it could be buddies that are having a conversation that right. w- don't mean anything by something, but they're, they have a relationship where they joke and they do certain That's things. Right. That's right. I think it's very dangerous to start playing this game where anything that goes in our personal lives gets used in the public court of appeal to, to, to assassinate everyone. Like I, That's I right. hate that. That's right. um, and as far as Urban Meyer, he should just be fired because he's an idiot. I mean, you know, he doesn't get on the plane with his team and he gets caught in the bar looking like a buffoon at 60 something years old. He is shady and he leaves every program he ever went to better off in some regards, but always some scandals. And there's always there's always tarnish. It's never clean with Urban Meyer. He left Florida in a bit of a shambles. That's true. true. I don't know what he left Utah. I mean, Utah, maybe not. But, you know, Ohio State, a lot of stuff. not a fan of Urban Meyer. Guy yeah. wins, but the NFL is a whole different ball game. And for everybody out there who thinks they're the next great coach, they all got to take a look and realize Nick Saban failed in the NFL. Yep, yep. Chip Kelly was all the rage for a while. He failed in the NFL. Pretty much every coach not named Pete Carroll failed in the NFL from being a good college coach. That's right. And it's That's because right. of a statement Urban Meyer apparently made after week three which apparently got him laughed off of every laughed off of like by every NFL head coach, which was simply, he was going to shake whatever coach's hand of a game he lost. And he goes, man, it's like, everybody's Alabama here. Yeah. Well, ding dong urban. I don't know if you know this, but yeah, you're not 46 points favored in nine of your 12 games. now. Oh my God. Yeah, You actually have to game plan and the talent disparity is like this much. Yep. So it gets down to actual coaching. And apparently when it comes, push comes to shove, you're not one of the best 32 with that. So turns out out he's not interesting. Interesting. Let's talk about our player of the week. So I got three guys that, uh, that had really great performances. I want you to tell me who you're going to give your game ball to. All right. Number one, Mr. Tom Brady, 30 for 41, 411 yards and five touchdowns in a, in a 45 to 17 win over Miami. Number two, Derrick Henry, 29 rushes, 130 yards and three touchdowns in, an, in a shocking 37 to 19 win over the Jaguars. And number three, winning by three points in overtime, Devontae Adams, 11 catches, 206 yards and a touchdown. Who gets Phil's game ball of the week? I mean, you went with three guys who won. Um, yep. 
yeah, you know, I'm trying to look at trying to poke holes in your three uh, or try to separate them in my head. I think I go with Devonte Adams doing it in overtime. Uh, they were clearly in a dogfight in that game, whereas you know, beating up on Miami or the Jaguars, maybe you don't necessarily get Player of the Week to do that, despite great numbers across the board. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with the toughest yeah. game. I'll go with the, the receiver that had a big impact in, a, in, a, in an overtime game. So go, nice. go DA. Well, nice, oh, nice. Congratulations, DA. You get uh, you get the game ball for the week. Now let's get to my favorite part of the podcast, and that is fill up your bank account. There's no pressure. You're seven, six, and one after basically starting the season thirty and zero. Mm-hmm. So you, you've been terrible lately. Can you redeem yourself this week? That is the question. And you know what? We should have some dramatic music right now. We should set the stage for this. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go right into it. Yeah, dun, I, do dun, need a, I do need a. I do need a big week because that was yep. a it was an ugly week last week. So that was pretty ugly. So as you look at the games this week, and this is why I have a bit of a. Uh, I feel a little bit nervous about this week. A lot of close spreads. Lots of teams on the West Coast coming all the way to the Northeast to play yep. games. Yeah. Um, Seems like in often cases, the better teams on the road this week. So a lot of close spreads. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with uh, three games plus a lock. So we're going to go four and all. Okay. And I'll save the lock for last. Here's the three games I like. I like, I'm, I think the bloom is off the rose in Carolina with Mr. Darnold. Um, as soon as he started playing better teams, I think he's, he's come, back to the, come back to the pack a bit. And so the Vikings are playing well. I think the Vikings can score on anybody. I don't love the Vikings as much on the road as I do at home, but I'm going to take Minnesota two and a half points favorite at Carolina. So I'm going with ESPN spreads here. So okay. I'm going to go Vikes minus two and a half. I just think they're playing better. And I think a note again, no McCaffrey. Um, and I just think Carolina's, you know, they're, they're not that good. They, I don't, I didn't believe they went from five wins to like 12 wins. So yep, their 3-0 yep. start is a little misleading. They weren't playing good teams. Yep. Um, next game, I'm going to go more with this pick. It's a division rivalry. I think the one team is in shambles right now off of what we just talked about with Gruden. So I'm going to take the Broncos and lay four at home against the Raiders. And it's a little bit of a pick against what's going on in Oklahoma, uh, L.A. or wherever they're at, Vegas, wherever the Raiders now reside. Um, because I, I don't know if they get off the deck right now. I think they're in a little bit of an issue. They don't really have a head coach there. Um, and I think the Broncos are pretty good. I think the Broncos defense is pretty good. I think it's a tough game, four points, a little bit more than I want to lay, but I'm going to do it. The next game, um, I've been on this team. Uh, The Cowboys only being three points favored in new England. Listen, the Cowboys have flaws. I don't want to say they're flawless but the Cowboys can score Yep. and the Cowboys have a, a really good offense exactly. and there's nothing the Patriots do well. And to me, the spread is only three because Vegas is still giving Belichick a lot of, a lot of props and a lot of respect. But to me, this isn't a three point spread. One team is clearly heads and tails better and they only have to lay three. So yep. I almost made this my lock, but I found a game I like better. Nice. But, I really think the Cowboys are going to cover this spread here and beat New England. Um, and New England, by the way, just embarrassed themselves in a win last week by getting down like 19 to General Mills and then 
he was able <laughs> they were able to come back but my goodness that's not a game i'm excited by that they struggled with that team i don't know so i thought i thought i thought mac and cheese jones did a nice job of uh mac, of the comeback mac and cheese jones took care of it <laughs> um, so now we go with a little drum roll there it is let's hear it we got the lock the lock of the week this is something i would never normally do west coast team traveling to an east coast team to play a one o'clock kick on the east coast this is like a taboo thing i usually like the east coast team just off of that weirdness i don't think the west coast teams do well playing at what amounts to 10 a.m their you know their time yep but i just can't pass on this game and then the final straw was the injury report i just happened to see so i'm going to take the cardinals getting three and a half at cleveland no Nick Chubb ruled out. Cleveland's a little banged up. Landry's still not back. Beckham might as well still not be back the way he's playing. <laughs> um, and and I get three and a half with what I think is the better team. Yeah, that's um, true. I'm a little scared by the the way. That's the thing that scares me, the west to east thing. But I really, really like the Cardinals here, plus three and a half. I think they win the game outright. So. Um, that's where I landed. Little cards, little cowboys, little bronx and vikes. Look, cards with the lock. I think. Uh, feel like feel like I got a good week coming. I feel like all I right. feel good about well, it. Feel, well, listen, man, especially you, the lock. I feel really good about the lock. We're all cheering for you because uh, you know God only knows you need it. So anyway, anyway, there's the there's the the fill up your bank account picks for the week, including Phil's lock. So take those to the bank, make money while you can. Phil says this is how you do it. So. So good luck, and uh, everybody enjoy that uh, the the upcoming NFL week. Let's get into a, just a quick run around baseball. And oh. last night was a really really exciting game in which the Dodgers took down the Giants. They actually scored a run in the ninth inning. And and what I found was really interesting. And this is kind of what I love about the playoffs. You 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 pull out all the stops basically, and right after. I don't even know who it was. The The Giants reliever gave up the run, which I think was a Bellinger single. Um, who did they bring in? They brought in their ace pitcher, their ace starting pitcher, which I can't even believe I'm saying since I'm a nose fan, Kevin Gosman. And what does he do? He proceeds to come in and the guy's lights out. So what do the Dodgers do? Bottom of the ninth, they're up by one run on the road at San Francisco. What do you do if you're Dave Roberts, the manager? I know I'll bring in Max Scherzer to get the save. And sure enough, Max Scherzer got the save. And uh, to me, I think that's just a that's just a cool way to win when you're pulling out like all of the crazy stops like that. I think I think that's what makes playoff baseball fun. Listen, though, though here's I'll give you a couple of quick quick facts about that uh, series and that, that the 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 season series with those two teams. So one won 107 games, one won 106 games. They were the two best teams in all of baseball, record wise, all year. Unfortunately, because of baseball's stupid non-receding rules, they have to meet in, you know, in the division round, right? Yep. yep. Um, they played 24 times this year. They finished 12 and 12 against each other. Wow. They just had wars with each other. And LA was the last one standing in a two to one game in the ninth inning on the road. I mean, they're as even as it gets. And in a loss, if it's ever possible. You know, obviously feel bad for either team that won that many games and gets knocked out. Um, but man, the Giants were a team I just on paper never believed were that good. 
Right. They gave the Dodgers everything they could handle. And I firmly believe would have beaten any other team with the way they were playing. I think they just ran into just a slightly more special team that was even more battle tested, you know, the world series defending champs. But I think the winner of that series is, is clearly the favorites to win it all. Oh, it's clearly. It's got to be. There's got to be now. Doesn't mean they will because baseball can be funky and stuff can go wrong. But they're they're clearly on paper the best of the four teams left. They're the best by by a lot. Oh, listen, listen. Baseball, baseball is crazy, and the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. So here we go. We've got Astros and Red Sox, and we've got Braves and Dodgers. Right now, how how much is Major League Baseball praying that the World Series is the Red Sox and Dodgers? How I mean. It's a, you know, this one's going to be interesting. This one's going to be really, uh, what, I, yeah, MLB needs the Sox. I, I think the MLB needs the Sox and Dodgers if they're getting, they really if they're do. getting what they really want. They um, really do. But I, I got to tell you, I think this is going to be a war. I think these two teams will be in a, a shootout and it'll be a war. I think this is a good series. I think it's a fun series. I'm not sure about the Braves and Dodgers, but I think the Astros and Red Sox are going to go seven. Yeah, that should be good. You know, I, I, you know, me being in Atlanta and, and, you know, I wish I could say I'm a Braves fan, but I'm not. um, I'm really impressed that they actually have gotten as far as they have and they've played as well as they have, because if you remember in the middle of the season, their star went out. So he went down early and I know how I, I, I know that very well because he was my first round pick in my fantasy league. So um, to be able to play as well as they're playing without Acuna I think is just is phenomenal. Incredible. And I don't think you, you can't, you know, with the way that they're playing, you really can't put it past them. And, and they really got by, by the Brewers very easily. And we know the Brewers have that really, really tough pitching staff. So it's true. So we'll see, man. I, I think that there's, there's some surprises. Listen, now, if you're in Atlanta right now, you have every right to be pleasantly surprised with the season they've had. They, very much. They, they, they got fortunate that the division stunk, but that's not their fault. And and Acuna would have made a big difference in running away with that division anyway. Um, and beating the Brewers was a good win. And now, you know what? They got a little bit of, as they say, house money playing the Dodgers. They're not the favorite, but they are the home team. Uh, they do have home field. Um, they got a shot. They certainly got a shot. And the Dodgers just had a brutal war with the Giants. So they're catching them at a good time. So they got a shot. Listen, I think you, they got a shot. You picked, you picked Yanks at L.A. I picked White Sox at L.A. So no matter what, at least we have a, still have a chance of being 50 percent right i know i you know yeah, it wasn't didn't look like a good pick anymore it tried was. to be a little different in the american league and, <laughs> the, so and the american, listen the american league's wide open so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it, it really is because at this point now any any one of those teams could have made it and nobody really the red Sox would have probably been people's least likely choice to get there they they hobbled into the wild card yeah they had yeah. to beat the yankees in a one game then they had to beat tampa and they did it amazingly. Easily. And yeah. I mean, they had to be the least likely, but now they're, you know, one series away from getting there. So now who knows? You never know. No, it's it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. And the last thing that I wanted to mention really quickly, because we're we're gonna we're doing kind of a, a an abbreviated episode today. Now that Alabama lost last week, UGA is the number one, and they're actually a unanimous number one, which we haven't been seeing very often. You think that's you think they are worthy of being the unanimous number one? I personally think they're head and shoulders above everybody else. But how do you see you see uh, UGA? Uh, yeah, I mean, with Alabama losing, Georgia is every has every right to be the unanimous number one right now. 
it is a weird, weird, uh, the teams at the top are not the household names right now. Iowa, you know, Cincinnati, um, you know, Michigan, because Michigan hasn't been good in a decade. Yeah. Even them yeah. being up yeah. there. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. It's a little bit wide open. Oklahoma's trying to stay up there, even though they give up 80 points in every game. You know, typical Oklahoma. But yep. yeah, Georgia's yep. unanimous, number one. They deserve it. They are. And I, I think they're almost at the point that Alabama normally is, which is if Georgia even loses a game, yep. they'll probably still be in the top four. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Said, no, so. no, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's exciting. We'll, we'll get more into, into college football probably next week because I know there's, there's a bunch of good games going on this week. Uh, before we go, we, we recorded uh, the other day a, uh, a special episode of Fill in the Mic that we're going to be releasing uh probably monday morning do you want to you want to tell our uh you want to tell our fans about it yeah i mean listen we were able to um get mr andy mcgaffigan on who's a uh successful very successful major league pitcher from the uh from 80 basically 81 to 91 and he was kind enough to join us and we were able to do uh we were able to have him for a little over an hour he was very generous with his time and he was fascinating to just hear about the life of uh, uh, really what I took out of it. I'll just tease this for the, for the, for the, uh, for the show, but he, he took us really through his whole career, but um, it was interesting to hear how he never really thought of himself as a major league pitcher um, and really the evolution of his early childhood years of playing ball all the way through, you know, actually to, to current events of today. So um, really nice guy, fun, fun having him on and getting to hear his story and uh I think the I think the audience will really like hearing from him. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna be a really enjoyable perspective when he talks about you know his first experiences, you know, and you learn what it's like when when he got called up to the majors, when he got drafted, when he went to spring training for the first time, when he when he the first time he went to Yankee Stadium, guys that he pitched against. It's it's really fascinating, and uh, he's he's such a great great wonderful guy. And, uh, you know, everybody make sure you tune in because it, it's a really, really great interview and, uh, and a great episode. Everybody's going to enjoy it. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great weekend, have a great football weekend and, uh, keep your fingers crossed for me for Tuesday for basketball. If we win, we're in the playoffs. If we lose, I think we're out of the playoffs. And my goal this time is to score one basket. So the over under for me is two points. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Absolutely. So uh, appreciate it, everybody, and uh, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Don't embarrass the show. See you. <laughs> All right. So long, everybody.